This episode of Two Girls, One Pup was brought to you by listeners like you who support independent artists and by people who love puppies. Pups and dogs. Dogs. Male camp. Dogs. Puppies. Ooh. Justin Willman is a magician. I know I've never had a magician in my own house before, but he's a great magician and he's a comedian. He's been on a bunch of shows like The Tonight Show, Ellen, Conan. He has his own Comedy Central special called Slight of Mouth. It's super hilarious. You might have actually seen him because his video of his wedding of him levitating at his first dance totally went viral. And I'm excited to talk to him not only about the history of magicians, but also could a dog make a good assistant? I mean, I'm partial to Pitbulls because if a, if a magician's assistant's job is to like actually, you know, do things and serve you, like a, a Pitbull has a good temperament and a good work ethic and hopefully can get it done. But if the job is like to appear from a hat, it's not going to work as a pit bull. It's probably going to have to be like a little uh, mini, right. mini dachshund or something. Or, or get a bigger hat. Or get a bigger damn hat. Come That's on. true. Coming up on this episode of Two Girls, One Pup. It's time for a pup cast. La, 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 la. It's Canine Kitchen with your host, Julia Pups. Today we're going to be making ground snack dog biscuits because every dog likes biscuits and every dog loves eating shit off the ground. First, you want to preheat your oven to 300 degrees. Lightly grease the baking sheet with either nonstick spray or lick it. Combine in a bowl two cups of whole wheat flour, four chicken wing bones from Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> Bonus if at least one of them was wrestled out of your mouth by your human. One cup of rolled oats, quick or regular. A quarter cup of another dog's poo. One tablespoon of dried parsley, half a decomposed pigeon, a pinch of salt, and one stale pizza crust. Add a cup of peanut butter, you're gonna wanna have the smooth kind for this, and one cup of a homeless guy's vomit. For this, you're gonna go with chunky. Stir and then form into the shape of a bone. Bake for 30 minutes, allow to cool for 15 before enjoying, then vomiting up later and enjoying it a second time. This has been your host, Julia Pups. See you next time with another delicious treat that's sure to give your belly rubs from the inside. Mutts, pups, dogs, and bitches. This is Monique Madrid, your host. And of course, next to me is Comet the Pup, who really wants me to play ball and not do a podcast right now. I know, buddy. Just a minute. Just a quick minute. I'm going to talk to Justin in just a moment. Such a nice dude. But the first thing we're going to do, like we always do, is grab a leash, be responsible, and grab a poop bag. Don't be a poop bag yourself. And let's head out to meet the dogs in our neighborhood. What's your dog's name? Well, the big one is Hildegard. Oh, yeah. Or just Hilda. And then that's Fletch. Or Fletcher. Uh, first Fletch. of all, you did not tell me it was Hil- Hildegard? Yeah. Where well, did that name come long- from? Because when, well, when I got her, she was like a yeah, ginormous, <laughs> wrinkly, ridiculous puppy. So she needed a big name. That's a great name. But we just call her Hilda or Hilda. Talk about her. Or What's- Hilda Potamus or Hilda, you know, <laughs> Hildasaurus. <laughs> How much does she weigh? You know what? She's lost weight because she's she's older, but she was always kind of a steady 100. Wow. Um, but yeah, she's she's lost some muscle. It's like the perfect LA weight. So yeah, yeah, out. I know exactly. <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> I can only dream. <laughs> what is this? That it's. What kind of dog is she? That's, she's a Rhodesian Ridgeback. So that's why she's got that cool yeah. marking on her back. That's a trait. Okay, from what I understand. Um, 
from my my research. <laughs> um, it's a trait from the uh, native African dogs. They're they're an oh. African breed, but they were they were the so when the um, Europeans colonized Africa, they brought over like bloodhounds and like dogs that were totally inappropriate to the African terrain. So they ended up breeding them with the native dogs. And oh. my understanding is that. Um, on the native dogs, it's the ridge is more pronounced, like it sticks up because it's more of a camouflaging feature, mm-hmm. I guess, or you know has some purpose. But in them, it just has no purpose. It's just kind of cool. Yeah, it looks like just a cool hipster it's dog. A, yeah, with a, totally. It's with just a like a mohawk, and yeah, that's great. And then what's the other dog? I... Fletch is a one-eared beagle. He. Hi, Fletch. Wait, does Fletch have one ear? Yeah, he literally <gasps> has one. Yeah, that's that's Hi. why he's a one-eared beagle. <laughs> he, oh, I did not hear. How did I miss you saying the one-eared <laughs> beagle part? I, I totally, I thought you said one year. Oh, no, no, he's like five or something. Oh, yeah, he's a he one-eared? One ear. Can he hear out of the other hole? He, we have no, we're not, yeah, we don't know. He doesn't listen to anything regardless, so. <laughs> he it uses it as an excuse, matter. right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's see. Fletchy. Oh. See, okay. He? Okay. out of one ear. Definitely. Least. How cute. Hey, Fletch. Oh. Yeah. It's pretty silly. That's adorable. That's what suckered me in, because I just saw the one ear, like, sort of flapping as he was running down the street. Oh, you can't give dog. up. Yeah, you can't give up a one-eared yeah. dog, unless you're a monster, which yeah. you're clearly not. No, he's, he's pretty special. <laughs> Justin Wilman. Question number one: In your experience, uh, do you think dogs enjoy magic? Um, <laughs> well, they have such a short attention span. It's like any hobby is based on like, did it keep them distracted for ten seconds? Maybe. Right. And you know, do dogs enjoy bones? Yes, because that they, that keeps them distracted for a long time. Magic. Um, they they often don't grasp it. My dog sometimes I can do like the bone in the left hand when I really keep it in my right hand, and then I open my hand and it's gone, and they just look at something shiny and it's done. <laughs> he doesn't so go no, looking. They for don't th- enjoy magic. Okay. I did your show, remember? Yeah. And the dogs didn't care. Well, they liked when you turned the dollar bill into bacon. Yes, and I did make a pot of uh, begging strips appear. Yeah, it was that's what it was. It was begging strips. Yes. That I wish there had been a camera on me because I was delighted and giggling and <laughs> laughing so hard at that. It made uh-huh. me laugh so hard that all the dogs then. Do you know how many begging strips that took? Come on, that was a lot that of begging strips. Oh God, it was so great. First of all, you have a new wife. I do have a new wife. What's her name? Her name is Jillian. She, how did you meet her? We met at. She's a photographer, so I did a charity show called Hilarity for Charity. It's like Seth Rogen's Alzheimer Benefit. Nice. Four years ago, and she shot the show that night. I remember seeing my face, and I remember seeing her name in the program. And then six months later, we ran into each other at another event, at like a Nerdist thing, and she was shooting that event. She's like, I know you. I was like, oh, yeah, I do know you. But we're both in relationships. Gotcha. But then we did the Instagram follow. Oh. Is that like kinda, the new flirting when you're dating? It's not, like, like, what is that level? I don't know. It's like, listen, I can't pursue this right now. I can't take your phone number right now. I can't take your phone number right now. However, oh. we're both in the, in you know, the you're a photographer. I might need a picture taken someday. So I should just follow an Instagram. That's sure, innocent. That That's isn't. not cheating. Okay. Right? Was your Definitely brain, not. where was your brain? No, my brain wasn't even... I mean, I was happily in a relationship. My brain necessarily wasn't okay. like, oh, I got to get out of it for this girl. Okay. But it was, but also in the back of your brain, you're like, oh, this girl seems yeah. really sweet and cute and smart. I would love to be able to know how to reach her again in the future. I have really bad news, though. What? Uh, my husband, Corey, as you know him, yeah. as everybody knows him, we can never be friends with you two. 
we can't Ooh. we can't go on double dates or anything. Why is that? You two are so beautiful. I can't. Like I could never. I think when you what you mean when you say that is she is so beautiful. Well, you look more beautiful because of her. I'm not. <laughs> that is true. Like yeah. that does elevate. That's a thing that's, that's ladies true. do. That, that, that does help. You're that, right. Yeah. You're right. But like you two are a gorgeous couple. Well, that's very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> well, that, yeah, they would assume it's a make a wish. <laughs> I promise we could we could still, you know. Would you ug it down? <laughs> we'll ug it down. Okay. Or you can just like uh, we can go somewhere dark. Okay. Where um, where. You don't see us at we all. We could hang out at each other's houses. We could do a like a podcast fine. date. All right, so that's your beautiful wife, and she's mm-hmm. and she's really nice, though. She is really nice. She's really nice. I know. What's wrong with her? I don't know. What's up? There's no catch. That's the really thing. that's yeah. great. Yeah, I don't get it. Does it feel weird to have a wedding ring? Um, you know, it it did at first when I first got this because this is my grandfather's wedding ring. Oh. My my aunt gave it to me. My my late grandfather. Uh, it's it's inscribed 1943. Wow. So I had this like maybe six months before the wedding and I, you know, wore it a couple times. It was weird. I had to have it sized down because he had big hands. But I love, I would never really care about wearing a uh, like a new gold ring. I mean, obviously it has inherent value that it's a wedding ring. But just because this was like an heirloom, it makes it really important to me. Like he was wearing this when he conceived my father. So hmm. that's what Sweet I think about. and gross. And he wore this ring like flying a plane over yeah. Japan. In World War Two, wiping his butt, yeah, taking a so shower. all those things, all those things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it doesn't feel weird. Did anymore. she have to tell you you can't do magic tr- tricks with it? Like Corey would when we got married would take his ring off and spin it and just play yeah, with well, it. Well, because it's like a new toy that's yeah. always there. It used to be like pens, you know, when you were in, in school, you yeah. always have a pen, but now it's it's always there. And I, you know, can maybe take it and like kind of just pull it through my pinky. Magic and stuff like is that. happening, but that's gonna end up. Ugh. <laughs> For the listeners, the ring just turned into an elephant. Yeah, in the room. that was impressive. Um, but yeah, yeah, I will shoot it across the room at some point, and that will be oh, bad. That's not okay. No, I'm gonna at least do it in your right own now. home. Yeah, I'm. Ner- I don't like you taking it off. Now you said your grandpa had big hands. Mm-hmm. You're saying you don't. I do, I do. I can't believe he was a size 11 ring. I'm size nine. So, oh. but I feel like I have big hands. Because I was gonna say, can you do magic with big hands? Do you have to have smaller hands? No, I think big hands help. Okay. I think I have big hands. I mean, I've been told that I have big hands. I don't, well, I mean, people. Yeah, but you're married now, so they're going to be honest. Oh, wow. I can't you should be a magician. <gasps> Sammy. She's a podcast magician. I know. <laughs> Audio magic. <laughs> Is it annoying to you that people ask you to do tricks all the time? Um, or are you the annoying one who always does tricks? No, I never do tricks. You don't? I used to always do tricks. I used to always have a deck of cards. I used to always have at least like three or four things on me. Do you have anything on you? Mm-mm. Oh. I mean, you just saw my wedding ring go through my finger, but I that's kind of it. Yeah, that's kind of it. Only because, uh, like back, like my my prime bread and butter business was like birthday parties and right. private events, and like for that, you need to be able to. When someone brings up you're a magician, you need to be able to prove it right then and there. Oh, because you your know, job. because you're like, you know, you're it's and then hand out your business card. Like you're kind of just if you can't throw down on the spot, then they're gonna forget about you. And now I feel like. I don't really need to like, it's not such that immediate whoring myself out. Right, right. I'd rather wait for them to see me in the proper setting. That's great. Yeah. And, and I guess, and also part laziness, I think. <clears throat> for sure. Oh, really? Well, David Blaine, who I kind of know, always does magic in real life hanging out. 
always. Not getting paid, just hanging out. Just he'll do he'll throw down thirty minutes of card tricks right when he walks in the room. Is it fun or do are people? He loves it. Like no, do other people love it? I'm sure he does. No, I think they do. I think they love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, one because it's like oh my god, David Blaine. Yeah, that's true. Living room while we're recording a podcast, we didn't even invite him. Right. He's doing magic tricks for everybody. <laughs> but then he's really, I mean, he's really good. He's David Blaine. That's true. So, but it's not like you're going to walk in and do a stand up set without being asked. It's like a different thing. Yeah. But I'm sure that there are a lot of people that are like, all right, Monique, we get it. You're funny. Like, I'm sure it's, yeah. it's what you, it's your culture, it's what you do. But you are also a comedian, which is different. Right. I think maybe I decided to like add comedian to the mix just so I didn't have to always do magic tricks. <laughs> really? I was like, come on. Yeah. We'll so did the co- the comedy or the the magic come? First? Magic came first. And did you go to magic, magic school or? How well, is- I started magic when I was like twelve or thirteen because I saw Copperfield, you know, sure. D cops, and <laughs> Lance Burton. Do you know, do oh, you know yeah. Lance Burton? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, not personally. He was, you know, tuxedoed, very yeah. uh, suave Vegas magician. Make dove appears. Make do- makes you know, doves appear and stuff. And so those were my early role models. So when I got into magic, I kind of wanted to be like them. And they weren't funny. They were like serious and mysterious right. and sexy and that kind of thing. So, but when you're 13 and you're wearing a tuxedo, like it's inherently <laughs> funny. So for years, I would like just try to fight the fact that this is kind of inherently ridiculous. Right. Until I realized like magic's it's supposed to be funny. Or at least when I do magic, it's supposed to be funny. Like right. I'm not this intense kind of, you know, serious You TED are talk impressive thing. though. You mean that it's magic? Gold? Yeah, it's it feels good. real magic. Yeah, I want to have it be good. Like mm. there's like Amazing Jonathan is the is funny and is so funny when he does magic that the tricks don't have to work and that's also super funny. Right. So the it's funny because he's a crappy magician. <laughs> but I like to hopefully be funny and do pretty cool tricks. Yeah. Like cake and eat it too kind of thing. I would you agree. Know? Yeah. You did have in your pocket a granola bar. I did. I did. I'd like I to did. point out. Is that yeah. gonna be a magic trick later? You know, when I leave the house, I'm like, oh man, I might get hungry later. You know, let me just throw a granola bar. It's literally just a granola bar to eat for the magic of nutrition. Oh, that's mm-hmm. the best magic of all. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Always works. Uh-huh. <laughs> they and don't the magic have magic of wine. That's right. Oh yeah, and when you're ready for more, please help yourself. I will. Please do. All right. So you were starting to tell me you have like you just had some dog drama in your life. Yeah. Well, I have two dogs. Right. They're big. That are they're bigish that are well documented on my Instagram. Betty, she's a pit bull. Great she's name. five. Great she's sweet. Name. Betty Grace. Oh. Gave her a double name. Betty Grace. Good call. She's she um, yours? she's my I rescued her. She was one when I rescued her. She's five now, so I got her four years ago. Um, and she's the best. She's pit bull. She's fawn, light brown color, oh, like she's beautiful, yeah. Amazing. Just kind of heartbreakingly timid and grateful and but just just the best like she's not a she's a human and then <laughs> about in in february we decided to get betty a dog so we got you got Stella. betty a we dog we got betty a dog because she was just kind of bored and sad yeah. she's just i don't know you you met her you didn't get like she was kind of maybe overwhelmed at the comedy show cuz everyone's sensory overwhelmed at overload. the comedy show but yeah. if you hang with her in real life like there's something about her that's just like wow she's really on a different vibration than most dogs she's you think just, she's autistic Maybe, maybe. I think dogs can be. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. That maybe One of my neighbors has, things. we're pretty sure, an autistic dog. I mean, I don't know. And, and there's some sort of, just like a, like a little sadness. Like uh, We always say that like she's carrying the weight of the world on her shoulders. <laughs> but it's like beautiful and lovely. Yeah. And But she would just lay around, you know, because she got kind of low energy. So we we're like, we need another dog to spice this up. So we got Stella, who's also a pit bull, who's gray, and just a rescue. And so she's about nine months old. And she's just a little more 
rambunctious. I mean, well, she's, yeah, she's, she's amazing. a puppy too. She's a puppy. She's amazing. She's cuddly. She chills out and snuggles, but she escapes our house. Like I, I put a whole fence up so in the back. <laughs> she's just not happy with you guys. Well, she, she's happy, <laughs> but then she just like decides to see what else is out there. <laughs> and it's scary because, you know, I kind of live in the hills. Yeah. There's cars and buzzing around and coyotes. Yeah. And um, yeah, it freaks us out a little bit. And I live down the street from, I guess they say it used to be Marlon Brando's house. It's like this old house on this little island in the middle. And it's really just, you know, a five minute walk away past it where we're walking. Right. And the, the bummer is that I name a dog Stella. And then very often I'm like right in his, <laughs> like right outside his house looking for her yelling, Stella. <laughs> Stella. Not, I mean, like really. One time she was in his back. Well, not his backyard, but whoever lives there is now wow. backyard. Maybe his ghost is still there. Maybe. So I have to come up with ways to yell Stella without it sounding like right. a streetcar named Desire. <laughs> right. Is she chipped? She's chipped. Okay. Yeah. That's We magic. got her back. Today, like, someone someone drove her back in a car. Oh, my like, God. Like, two streets away. It was like, hey, she was just chilling in front of her house. Did she, like, she just, dig under? How did she get she, out? She, um... Yeah, she. I, I've sealed up this little fence like a little. <gasps> Justin, she she's under. a magician. She's an escape artist. Oh my god, Stella Houdini. Oh my god, that's true. That doesn't help me at all. No, it's adorable. Yeah, but now you can think about it in a different way because you have you come up with illusions and mm-hmm. tricks, and right. re- I'm sure you reverse engineer things and try to figure out how things it's are true. done. Well, now yes. you can use that tool in your brain. It's true. She's a daredevil. That's she pretty is. cool. So, and today she got out for a good hour. And every time uh. I just kind of, you know, I'm carrying the squeaker down the street. I'm yelling, Stella, <laughs> I've got a, uh, like a package of uh, sliced turkey in my left hand, crinkling <laughs> the wrapper. Like, it's embarrassing. She embarrasses Does us. she run to you eventually? Or you always I go to her? I didn't and- find her this time. But sometimes she'll like intentionally think we're playing now and, and run away. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have a training session tomorrow. That's probably good. I comment. That's dangerous. Comet came over here to say, hey, just so you know, I'd, yep. never, I'd never do that to you. He would not. I would never do that to you. You know what he did once? We were at our neighbor's at a barbecue. And we had sort of blocked off the, was, you know, like a, it was like an alley. And it was in the backyard of an apartment building, mm-hmm. basically. And we put a cooler and thought, oh, he won't be able to escape. He'll be fine. And he did. And he just went running down the street until some woman was either getting in or out of her car. And he was like, oh, car ride and hopped in her car. He got in a stranger's car. Yeah. And just sat there? Yeah. Everything I told him, don't get in strangers' cars. Don't take candy. He did not listen. Wow. Yeah. Wait, were you hot on his tail at this point? Yeah, I was at that point. Yeah, I know. And he was just sitting. Did the the woman freak out? Uh, I mean, he's pretty cute. So I think she just Yeah, what what kind of dog is he? He's a dachshund mix. Dachshund mix. Yeah. I mean, he looks non-threatening. Right. He looks like a cart, like a pound puppy, like yeah. a cartoon. So Stella and Betty don't inherit. They they aren't threatening. I mean, they're the sweetest, but they look. But pitbulls threatening have. to a stranger yeah. with a dog running towards you, like with a mouth open, happy tongue flapping. I think scary. you are the third guest with a pit bull. Uh huh. I think that's the fourth pit bull we've talked to yeah. and Sammy has a pit bull. So that's five oh, and yeah. all five of them are sweet, wonderful dogs. Mm-hmm. So I think we just proved that whole thing is wrong. Five out of five podcasters agree. That's right. Pit bulls are harmless. Did you have to do balloon animals in when you life? were doing parties? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> Not at parties, just every day. I, I did. Yeah. You didn't? Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, that was, I remember learning that it was like seventh grade learning it <clears throat> As basically like, here's another thing you can add on to your party package. After I do my 30-minute show, I will make balloons for all the kids for an hour <laughs> for an extra 100 bucks. Did you, know you I mean? have a specialty or you just learned the basics? Um, of balloons? Yeah. I was I was okay. I could make dogs, cats, mice, 
Flowers, uh, Teenage Mutant I mean, Ninja Turtles. Hey, if you the ever want to do one. our show, yeah, and just make balloon animals. Just make balloons. I think that's the worst idea ever. I could just then make the dogs... snakes and eels Ooh, and worms. Impressive. <laughs> just blow them up. Swords. Swords too, mm-hmm. with no, handleless swords. Handleless swords. Yes. Um, but yeah, and that's a talent that never goes away. It's like a trade. It's like riding a bike. I consider that a trade. Okay. I, that's a special skill on my resume. <laughs> if I ever needed to, you know, uh, print out eight by tens and look for a new commercial agent. <laughs> Would you do? I think I asked this, but did you go to some kind of? Is there like a magic Hogwarts school or thing? camp or? There are camps. Yeah, I did go to camps. You did. There's not really a school. But there are there are camps, summer camps that I was I went to one called West Coast Wizards. Who are the nerds at Magic Camp? Uh, besides the, 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 everyone, the campers. <laughs> but is there like the cool kids, or is everyone just like, hey, we're all into this? I think probably just like just how ordinary like high school or camp okay. divvies up. It's got its own little things. But that's like if you're the nerd at Magic Camp, you're like <laughs> oh, really nerdy. But then maybe like, that's the, nerd the, of the nerds. They end up being the best magician, and maybe in a montagery way, like. Get everyone on their side. Yeah. And then I they're mean, the hero. I sense a movie right here. I, I feel like. Wet Hot Magic Camp Summer. Yeah. Uh, you heard it here no first. No Girls Allowed. <laughs> that's the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why'd it get that way at the end? Well, because there's why no. Why did I get there, sexist at the end? There were no girls at Magic Camp. Well. Because they didn't want to be. That's really. true. Also, how much do you. I'm sure now there are a lot of girls in Magic Camp, but like the tides are turning. But when I was a kid, it was like. Yeah, you don't see a thing. lot of female magicians, do you? See, what? Sexist, Weird. Was it? mm, it's all sexist. Okay. That's the thing. <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying the magic art form isn't sexist. Uh, in that young girls grow up thinking, oh, magicians, they put girls in boxes and cut them right. in half. There's no like empowered female thing yeah. to look up to in the magic world. There needs to be one. There needs to be one for sure. Ooh, who could do yeah. that? I mean, there's more and more like really awesome young female magicians now who... Uh, aren't like all about like let me make it sexy and wearing a little skirt. They're like smart and funny, and right? Just like any, like how any, comedians are just like how that any now. good yeah. magic should be. And eventually, more people will see that, and hopefully, things will change. Yeah, but yeah. That's interesting. Did you grow up with dogs? I had like a cocker spaniel till I was seven, and then her name was Carmel. It was my parents' dog. Okay, and then no dogs. Dad insisted no dogs. No, dog. why? You Why'd can't handle you? responsibility. No. I had bunny, bunnies, and birds, doves, <laughs> but those were tax deductible. Those are for the act. Oh yeah, for yeah. real, huh? For real. By the way, did you know that um, dove poop just being in the room is really bad for kids' eyes and uh, causes a little bad for a lot. Like also, I, I believe you hundred percent. There's also a dander in dove feathers that. If you live with doves for such a for a long period of time and you're susceptible to this condition, will give you lung cancer. Oh my god! Uh, my mentor in Boston <clears throat> never smoked. Had eight doves, you know, for the past <laughs> thirty years. Had a double. Had to have a double lung transplant. Oh no! One, I didn't know you could do that with both. That's survived. Impressive. Oh and my. is now like on a victory tour. Like he's he's killing it, but almost killed him. Does like, he literally? Does he, did he get rid of the doves? In got his rid act? of the doves. Doesn't do it anymore. But literally, like. I, I, we all thought like he oh was my gonna, god, he was not going to make it. I'm it was, so sorry to laugh at that. No, it's okay. It's 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 mind blowing that the symbol of peace, yeah, will kill you if you yeah. live with peace that long. Did <laughs> is ooh, so many lessons there. Yeah. Do you think more magicians die from doves or like crazy accidents? Oh, probably crazy accidents. I mean, magicians die. Most magicians try to make whatever they're doing look scary or life-threatening when it's not. 
Oh, but there right. are, I'm sure, a sliver of guys who, you know, on Tosh.0, I think they did a segment once where a magician tries to, you know, escape from these chains before this truck that he's chained to picks up all the slack, and he didn't do it. And so it yanked him and drug him about 100 yards. Oh, my God. Fought. Yeah. Was it a redemption thing? Um, it was a web redemption, okay. totally, yeah. Okay. He did, did he again. do it eventually? Yeah. But you would, I mean, you cringe when you see the actual first video. So yeah, magicians do some some stuff. There's something about magic where you, you know, because you're so used to giving the impression of danger, when there's actual danger, sometimes it doesn't register. Like there's these tricks where you have a spike under one of four cups and you, and you there's, there's a magic method to know what cup it's under, right. but the whole trick is to create this drama that you don't know where it is and you smack your hands down on the cups, leaving the one unsmashed cup with a spike under it. But there's tons of YouTube videos of magicians like sending these spikes with their hands Ooh. just because they... You're, you have a brain fart in your brain. Have you ever count. had any sort of big accident? Um, on stage like that? Yeah. I, ha- I have. Or I guess practicing too, but. Yeah, I've, I mean, gosh, I probably try to put them. I'm, I'm sure I have. I Like I used to do a trick where I would catch a paintball gun in my mouth. Pa- paintball. Oh. Shot by a spectator shooting me with a paintball gun. Whoa. Does that make sense? Yes. The bullet catch. And I would always do this pratfall when I'd catch it. It was unnecessary, but made it look more dramatic. Right. But I remember a couple times, like, I did it and knocked the wind out of myself. Oh, kind of, like, so not sat. that part, actually. It yeah. wasn't the actual More people, just but. stupid, <laughs> poor drama school training. Right. Yeah. <laughs> did you have a backup plan? Like, in general, were you like, I'm going to be a magician, and um, that's it? Yeah, I went, to, I went to college for broadcast journalism. Oh. Emerson College. Okay. So I think in the back of my head, I was like, I'm going to be the funny weather guy. <laughs> right. Like, if all else fails. Right. But like the, the the journalism business back then was all about like, I mean, everything was VHS. It's all right. about like building this, your reel and everything. Right. And you don't need to go to school for that anymore. Like everyone can, you can do it on your phone or your computer, you know, to build right. a reel and, you know, just have tape that looks good. So it's a pretty competitive yeah, job. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And what you're doing is more And fun. I've done morning TV enough to know that I would be really miserable if right. I had to do that every day. All right. So back to dogs. Mm-hmm. Back to dogs while I grab uh, more one. Yes, please do. So you had... Oh, yeah. The I was dog went, yeah. Carmel when I was a kid. And then, no joke, I went to college. Did some people call the dog Carmel? They, or was it Carmel? They, well, they rarely saw the name in print, you know? <laughs> she Rarely any legal documents. Okay. So it was mostly just coming from one of us. Carmel okay. named after Carmel, California, I think, where my parents oh. met or something. Oh, that's cute. Carmel, is that the name of the town? I have no idea. Um, we'll Google it. Yeah. But then when I went to college, I came back the summer after my freshman year and my parents got a dog. Without asking you? Yeah, you? but after all these years of them telling me that, no, we can't have a dog. Now that I'm gone, they get a dog. Did you feel like a jealous animal. older brother? Like I thought they got it from me. I found this dog downstairs when I came home in the middle of the night and then I yeah. took it up into bed and they were like, oh, no, that's your sister's. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Well, you didn't tell me you had a sister. So they got your sister. sister a dog. They got my sister. Well, they got the family a dog. But my sister was the only one under 50 in the house. But so. the fact that they wouldn't tell you, and the, did you mm-hmm. get so excited? Yeah, like I thought it was for me. <laughs> oh, it was my birthday, by the way. <laughs> no way. It was on my birthday. I came home like after a late night or something, and there was a puppy in the how kitchen. Old, how old were you? I was 18. Oh, yeah. bummer, what a dude. Tease. Did yeah. you, have you forgiven them? I have forgiven. I mean, they're Because they way, are on the phone right <laughs> now. <laughs> much larger wrongdoings. To, okay. Not wrongdoings, but sure. just, yeah. Let's talk about this. Yeah, no, let's no. get deep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, then, and then many dogs with... Betty and Stella are my first dogs that were like my dogs. Yeah, comments like mine. in relationships, you know, you kind of acquire dogs. Sure. And, and then when you break up, it's 
for me, it was like, here, you can, here, keep the dog, you know, like it's, and so I've lost a couple Are you friends with most of your exes? Mm-hmm. You're a nice guy. I'm friends with most of them. Yeah. One, two. Yeah. All of them. That's I just nice. don't talk to them sure. that much. Sure, sure. Just because. Because we have them on the phone yes, right, right now. <laughs> it's your exes and your parents. That's right. And all of their dogs. You're in one room. I didn't yes. tell you about that part <laughs> uh-huh. of the show. <laughs> How did it feel differently having your own dog, though? Um. Well, there was something about like I, I delayed it for so long because for years I would I was like performing at colleges and the, and just the travel schedule for that. I mean, you can't even have a plan. You know, right. I'm gone for sometimes th- three weeks at a time. Right. So having my own dog meant one, I felt like a grown up. Right. Um. Uh. There's a whole new layer of just like relationship with this dog when you know that like you're it versus like sharing responsibilities. Right. You can kind of. Like the other dogs, the fact that I was even willing and able to like give them away to my ex meant that I never really got oh, super close. We, yeah, Corey and I joke about that all the time of like, well, that sounds like awful that we joke about leaving each other. But just that <laughs> thing of like, that's fine, but then I'm taking if the dog. If you joke about leaving each other, it means that like it's it's even further from reality. Right, like, right, right. Yeah. I, 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 think, I so. think so. Like Jill and I sometimes will just lately have some fun divorce jokes. In your wedding vows. Only funny. Not in the vows, <laughs> but only funny because like it's You're just, fine, right. It doesn't feel like it's a thing. Right. So do you know Hope what- you don't t- play this podcast after <laughs> I get divorced in two years. I'm like, wow, listen. Oh, no. Hey. You were uh, recently on Historical Roast. Historical Roast. Playing yes. Houdini. Yes. How much do you know about magicians? Is that your- I think I, I know. I, I'm a, hist- a magic history Are you? buff, yeah. Are you? I mean, there's so much to know, just like there is so much to know about just American history. So I don't know everything, but I have a pretty good- Are you going to quiz me? I am. Would, okay. you, would you like to play a game? I would love to play a game. We have a new game mm-hmm. here on Two Girls, One Pup, which we are calling Abracabra. Poodle, <laughs> magic and dogs. Okay. This is a trivia game about famous magicians and their dogs. Oh, gosh. All right. Becker was an American vaudeville co- comedy magician from the 1920s. He went by Becker, man of mystery, Mysterio, and fill in the blank, Becker and... Mm. Becker and Bubbles. Ooh, wrong. Spike. Spike. I don't know Becker. I've never heard of Becker. Really? Yeah. He was a famous American vaudevillian comedian magician from the 1920s. Wow. That's Becker. all I know about him. But he did uh, use his dog as an assistant. Okay. And his dog was Spike. Spike. Got yes. it. All right. This is a series of questions about the famous illusionist, the great Lafayette. Oh, Lafayette's the most... Li- I mean, I knew that... Yeah. What's it, well, first of all, his dog. real name. Uh, the great Lafayette's real name. Mm-hmm. This is not dog related. I don't know. Uh, Sigmund New- Newberger. Oh, Newberger. Yeah, N E U B E R G. Yeah, yeah. He used to go by Newberg. Newberg. Newberg yeah. before Lafayette. What uh, is the name of his beloved terrier? I'm, oh crap! I know. I've heard it. He was buried with it. He You're was, skipping to the end. His ashes were buried within its terrier. His terrier's paws. That is true. And his terrier's name. It was a gift from Harry Houdini. Yep, that was my next question. Oh, my beloved. Give me the first letter. B. Beauty. Yeah. Yeah. My You're beloved Beauty. Terrier. Yes. He was, I mean, when you think of, and he was one of the early, he was kind of like the Liberace. Of I was going to say that. He's one of these magicians who, when you read like the history books, they don't mention that he's gay, but you're reading this and you're like, Bachelor has an amazingly <laughs> opulent pad, like in London. His dog like had his own dog, sweets yeah, and his, five course meals and a, yes, a diamond studded collar. Exactly, like crazy, crazy opulent, and never mention any of his adoring female fans. Sure, 
Um, so he was an, a crazy story of Lafayette's death. Yeah, well, that, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, true or, fa- true or false, Beauty holds the Guinness Book of Records for being the longest living dog. Ooh. I, I'm going to say false. <laughs> yeah, it's false. I don't know that. <laughs> uh, uh, because, for those of you that don't know, Justin is not one. You can fill in the blanks of stuff that maybe I don't know uh-huh. from my Wikipedia search. Yes. But Beauty died four days between before the opening of a show at the Empire Palace Theater in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. And Newberger was able to arrange for the dog to be buried, but he had to agree that he would get buried there with him as well. That's the only way the city would mm-hmm. let him bury there. And then in a freak accident, four days later, Lafayette like set accidentally set the stage on fire. Everybody thought it was part of the illusion. So they just sat there and let 10 people die and a horse. And then they found a guy dressed like Lafayette yeah, underneath later in the same clothes. So yeah. ruin that magic trick. Well, yeah. I mean, literally. Yeah. So they were performing a trick called the Lion Bride. Was there a lion? There was a real lion. Okay. And part of the, basically Lafayette's on like a white stallion (laughs) and this lion roars, roars and the audience would be like, whoa. What they didn't know is that like the floor of the cage was electrified. So someone off stage would hit this button (gasps) to to shock the lion and freak it out and make it roar. Can't remember if that's necessarily what led to the fire, but a fire got started. It's something about a lamp. Yeah. The trick was that, uh, Lafayette, the, the lion and Lafayette would switch places uh, or the, the you know, Lafayette would vanish from the horse and reappear inside the lion's cage. It'd be an amazing trick. Oh. Um, and, and he had to lock underneath so the lion wouldn't escape, yeah, which is why people yeah. burned to death. So, the, and you know, they, so a, a fire starts on stage, they drop like the fire curtain basically to protect the audience. So the audience leaves, but it just traps in. I think there was like a fire door blocked. So everyone in the whole show is burned to death. And then Lafayette's body that was on this horse, the horse that also died, is in the, they assume it's Lafayette. You can't tell. I mean, it's been torched. So they bury this Lafayette. And it wasn't until a couple weeks later that they realized that Lafayette had actually already switched places with a stunt double who was wearing different clothes and was ready to reappear. So they had to, like, <laughs> dig up the wrong guy and bury the real right. Lafayette. And that has earned, they, like, brought his urn across the entire town, all the town watched, and then it's buried in i guess the the terrier is now stuffed yeah and the urn like is stuffed. In i saw a, there's a picture of it you actually see the stuffed terrier <laughs> like uh taxidermy like yes, it's not even right. like you know it's 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 out because he had the money shut. for that sure totally but and then in the in between beauty's paws is lafayette as I, he requests i think it. i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna request when i die you should between comments so. paws mm-hmm. i think so a comment what do you think of that He's never gonna die, though. We okay. we have an agreement. He, he signed a contract. <laughs> um, so. But yeah, good 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 research because that's a great magic story. He that's had a, a gr- huge. Is that like the parade. biggest the, accident? It's a pretty big accident. Biggest accident. I mean, it's a it's a great tragic accident because of the whole body mix up. Yeah. And a lot of people have never even heard of the Great Lafayette, but he was like pretty huge at the time. He was great friends with Houdini. Yeah, who gave him the dog? Houdini yeah. like wrote a whole. I think wrote an eulogy or something, but just. Mentioned just how pleased Lafayette would have been at the turnout at his uh, sure. funeral procession. <laughs> is, yeah. Are you, as a magician, offended that I'm laughing at some of this? No, not at all. All right. It's oh, so this is not crazy. Too soon. Okay, this is so what I, not too I soon. thought so. It's all good. All right, final question uh, George Bailey's balls? Bales. George Bales. George Bales. Bales. George Bales. B A L E S? Yes. George Bales' balls? George, George Bales' balls. Okay. This is a question about George Bales' balls. Uh-huh. Uh, he well was a 19th versed. century traveling magician. He traveled with a message or gospel magic, which mm-hmm. sounds 
god awful. Mm-hmm. Um, Literally. He <laughs> he had a special dog assistant. What was oh, his dog's man. name? Man, I'm gonna say his dog's assistant name was uh, um, Moses. Oh my god! No, that's not right. oh that no. wow. It was Buster. Buster. But also, you know what? The, what else? What? It was a guinea pig. Really? Yeah. Passed as a dog though. No. Oh, it was really. That was just my trick question. Oh, I see. <laughs> I didn't expect you to fly through the other one so quickly either. Got it. So I'm impressed. Sorry. Uh, so that was a very successful episode of Abra Caputo. <laughs> oh man. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, what else? Any other dog things that you feel like you need to get off your chest? Oh, let's see. Here. I want to give you that that. The platform yeah yeah as we therapy. wrap up i want to make sure you have um well you know one thing i'm dealing with with betty is that pitbulls are sometimes susceptible to bad knees so she's mm. kind of got some bad knees in the back do you do glucosamine we do we've done glucosamine we've done like you know some pain pills at night just because sometimes we were like maybe just sitting in that like sleeping or sitting in a sure. crate in the same position is irritating them but they're just not getting better. It might be a surgery thing. Oh. So I don't know. I'm just always I'm just always curious if you guys had any experience with he, medical procedures required. Um, we do. One, he had um, he has like a bad knee that he would like walk and sort of skippity hop like a little his, oops, mm-hmm. his back leg would like kick out. And I took video of it and took that to the vet because he wouldn't show it at the vet because he's not running. Right. And they couldn't figure out. They're like, we think it's this. He's just really stoic. So they told us to do glucosamine. And if we go off of it for a while. And that fixed it? I mean, you have to do it every day. Yeah. But we use, we do, it's like meat flavored water or mm-hmm. whatever. We call it his meat juice. And if we do it every day, he's. You didn't tell me meat juice was an option. Oh, you sure? Instead of the white one. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I should have offered you okay. some Okay. Next time. Next time. I will. When we plan this in two years. Because <laughs> yes. it finally works itself uh-huh. out. Um, yeah. He, so that helped. And then he recently had eye surgery. And that was scary. Where? Really? Yeah. On his eye. What do you yeah. mean where? No, I, I, I think I was trying to get out the word really. Yes. that came out of nowhere. Yes. But really. all good. He's fine. Pet he, insurance? Uh, dog insurance? No. Is but a it, thing? It is. Dog care? Is that a thing? <laughs> it would be both. Bo- Bobamacare. Ah, Bobamacare. Yeah, that's right. We're right. Get on it, Dot Obama. com. Buy it. <laughs> I still want Bo on my show. Yeah, that could I happen. I mean, this is going to be the Mark Marin dog per- podcast. You could get a uh, Bo Obama impersonator. Oh, to sure. Show. Sure. Yeah. I think I can give you me can like give it? me like one or two more episodes. I think I can I could pull Obama. Maybe after the election. How would, how how does Bo Obama travel? Like do you think it's a first class baby? A motorcade of uh I don't know, like a little sidecar in a Vespa or something. Yeah, I love the idea of like two or three guys in black suits by him in his little uh uh-huh. kennel. Sure. I like three other like just black Rottweilers kind of in suits. Oh uh, yeah. Stuff. Those are the ones that are in like they're basically made of suit. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, a little bow tie on it. Well, I don't know any real answers, but um, do it sooner than later. Yeah, Yeah, you gotta check her out. It's one of those things you're like, like I've gotten a couple opinions, but it's hard to tell because um, you know there's never any guarantee with these things. So it's like you know, when is it bad enough to inflict a surgery upon? Surgery is a big deal. So yeah, well, well, his specifically, we did get a second opinion. And then our vet recommended us to a specialist because they need a dog ophthalmologist. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but and we loved them; they were really, really great. So, it worked out for us. Okay, good. Yeah, a dog eye doctor. Yes, a dog eye. I, I'm going to have him on the show at some point. Okay, you should have Lafayette on the show. Sometime. I would love to. The spirit of Lafayette. You can make that happen. And beauty. All right, we have one final thing that we do on every show. Okay. Which is called off the leash. Okay. Off the leash. Ooh. All right, you have to answer these questions off the top of your head without thinking too hard on them. Okay. 
Great. Which is worse, a bad dog owner or a bad magician? Mm, and why? Bad dog owner. Because uh, there's a life at stake. Yeah. yeah. Unless you burn an entire place down. Right. What's your favorite <laughs> dog movie? <laughs> true. Uh, favorite dog movie... I'm going to say 101 Dalmatians, although that sounds such a hacky answer. It can be whatever your heart desires. I'm going to say that. Your heart can desire yeah. that. There's no judgment. Love it. I love that. Done. Weirdest dog encounter you've ever had? Weirdest dog encounter. You know, the other night I was uh, taking out my trash can, and then all of a sudden this I saw this dog literally like five feet from me, and which me, made me immediately go, because I thought its owner was right here. It's on a walk. And like, oh my gosh, like is someone, I didn't think there was a person here, but there was no person. So I took this dog in, and her name was Halo. This was like a week ago. And I called the tag, and this woman answered. And as this woman, well, I, I hit call on speaker, and then Jill opens the front door and lets the Betty and Stella down because oh. she didn't know I had like this little uh, muddy runt old dog right oh. here. And I was like, no, because I was like, she's oh, going to get freaked no. out. And like Betty and Stella like charge her to play and right. this dog yelps because she thinks she's getting attacked and I like swoop in and grab her. And I looked down and the phone was on speaker and the woman had answered and she just, all she heard was like a horrible scuffle and a grown man yelling no and she heard a dog freaking out. And so I hit end. Oh no. And I had to catch my breath. And then I called again and she was like, hello? I was like, yeah, I found your dog. Our dog? Yeah, Halo. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, she's staying with my father. And she didn't put two and two together, luckily, that she just almost heard Halo, you know, oh have God. a heart attack. <laughs> and Halo ended up walking away from like four doors down. Oh, okay. But just the whole speakerphone thing, I was like, this couldn't have been worse. Yeah, it sounded like you were ransoming the dog or something. Yeah. Or holding it for <laughs> ransom or something. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, that's scary. Yeah. What is... That's a long answer. That's great. It can, as long as you... Yeah. Kay. What kind of dog do you think would make the best kind of magician's assistant? Ooh, what breed? Oh, my goodness. I would say... I mean, I'm partial to pit bulls because if, if the magician's assistant job is to like actually, you know, do things and serve you, like a, a pit bull has a good temperament and a good work ethic and hopefully can get it done. But if the job is like to appear from a hat, it's Ooh. not going to work as a pit bull. It's probably going to have to be like a little uh, mini, <laughs> right. mini dachshund or something. Or, or get a bigger hat. Or get a bigger damn hat. Come That's true. That's Come right. A fedora. Come on. <laughs> get Pharrell over here. Yes. And Betty and Stella will both spoon in the bottom yes. of that hat. With room to spare. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Finally, if you could magically make anything happen with your dogs, dog or dogs, what would you do? I would heal Betty's knees. Aww. Yeah. Justin Will. I would love to do that. Thank you. You're welcome. That was so such a great, sweet ending. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. And as always, check out our stuff on twogirlsonepupshow.com. I'll make sure that we share a link to Justin's wedding levitation video, which I have to say on behalf of brides, like way to steal her thunder. All right, but it was really cool. We're also at Two Girls One Pup Show on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook.com slash Two Girls One Pup. You can find out more about Justin at JustinWillman.com. That's Willman spelled with two L's. There you can see when he'll be on your TV again and when he'll be in front of your face live. You can also see great videos like the one of him and Jill telling the story of how they met in a lovely, lovely drunk history parody. Meanwhile, take a listen to Justin right now at the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach. I don't look like a magician. I look like an out-of-work Jonas brother, I know, but <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to magish. I have a box. Can I get an ooh-ah? That was oddly rehearsed. <laughs> 
So I put something inside the box before the show. It's going to be really important in a moment. First, can everyone in your head think of your first pet? Just go back to that moment. Everyone think of your first pet. Are you thinking of your pet, sir? Okay, you look depressed. Um, are you thinking of your pet? You look happy. What kind of pet? What kind of pet was your first pet? It was a mutt? It was a dog. Okay, just say dog. Um, what was your dog's name? You can say it. Skippy. Skippy. <clears throat> Would you be amazed if I pulled Skippy out of this box right now? <laughs> I, would, I would be amazed. Um, real quick, we don't know each other, right? We're not Facebook friends. I don't follow you on Twitter. You don't follow me on Twitter. No? You should. But, um, and we're not Instagram buddies or Snapchat, Tinder, Grindr, nothing. Okay. You, I've never seen your junk, you've never seen my junk, right? You should. Um, but, Skippy out of the box. And, there he is. You can hold him, you can hold him. For my next trick, I present to you the uh, appearing wireless Bluetooth printer. Whoa. Out of a box. That's... So that's how that one works. Uh... <laughs> I probably shouldn't do those two back to back, but uh, that's a prediction trick, the name from the box. Do you guys know how hard it used to be to do a prediction trick before technology was so advanced that we had tiny printers? It was hard, I used to have to use a slightly larger box. I'd pay my little sister to secretly lay and hide in the box. She'd hear me say, Skippy, she'd write it in marker, hand it to me, people would freak out. It was a good trick, because nobody would ever think I'd put my sister in a box, but I would. <laughs> Sometimes we'd get in a fight and she'd like misspell the name or do it wrong just to she was pissed at me. Like, I never knew what was gonna come out of that box. Now I just have a guy in the sound booth with an iPad who's printing this out while I'm killing time, talking about you, following me on Twitter. I don't need you to follow me on Twitter, I'm doing fine. <laughs> Technology is not a magician's friend. It makes it harder, because if you don't know how a trick works, you can Google it. That's crazy, right? Like, the great magicians of the past, they didn't have to deal with Google, Houdini, Blackstone, Jesus. Like, they're... <laughs> Their secrets were safe. Can you imagine how annoyed Jesus would be if he just turned water to wine and there's a guy in the back on his iPhone and it's just like, mm, it's food coloring. Like that. <laughs> that is how it worked, by the way. Um, like, and people have no attention span, right, for magic. Like Houdini used to do a single escape that would last one hour. Like one trick, one hour. Jesus' most famous trick took three days. I won't watch a YouTube clip if it's more than three and a half minutes. And I'm at four and a half minutes now, and I technically haven't even done a trick yet. So, just forget it. That's my time, I'm Justin Wilman. Thank you guys so much. Girls One Pup Pupcast is produced by myself and Sammy Junio and is part of the Hello Lion Face Podcast Network. Additional contributions and Googling by Corey Rittmaster. Our theme music was created by Matthew Lauren Cohen. 
The Two Girls One Pup logo was designed by Lindsay McRae and the Pupcast logo was redesigned by Heather Hanford. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, share, review, shout it from the rooftops, howl at the moon, tell people about us. Thanks! Sit, Comet, sit. I said sit. Ugh, don't embarrass me, dog.